Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast, and also welcome back to the second part in our three-part analytics mini-series. So in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how to start migrating over your reporting from Universal Analytics to GA4, and we've got a load of practical advice and recommendations to help you do that. Once again, I'm joined by the brilliant analytics genius, Barbara Pezzi. Uh, really hope you find this one useful. If you do, as always, please do come and subscribe in all the usual podcast places. And off we go. Welcome back, everybody, to the second part of this mini series. In the first episode, we were talking about where GA4 is at right now. Um, and right now is early 2023. So we're uh, rapidly approaching the date at which we all have to use it if we choose to use Google Analytics, that is. Um, In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to start migrating over reporting and using it effectively. Yeah. Which I think is probably going to be just, it's going to be a big hurdle for a lot of people over the next few months, right? Yeah. Uh, To start with a really cheesy analogy, (laughs) so many people I talk to have... Okay, they've probably got GA4 set up. It's been collecting data, which is absolutely the right thing to do. But not many people have have started using it fully yet Mm -hmm. or migrated over their reporting. And it kind of feels a little bit like, you know, when you get a present from someone at Christmas. The jumper. The jumper that you don't really (laughs) want. But then the person who gave you the jumper is coming around for dinner and you've got to, it's got to look a little bit worn. (laughs) So you've got to get it out and start using it bit like that there yeah like the painting <laughs> the pa- yeah better hang that painting up on the wall <laughs> the painting because mum's coming around yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um, is that is that correct like are there a lot of people you know who who know they need to use it but perhaps yeah have just been avoiding it yeah and I think there's a lot of people that just don't have the time to learn to use it that's uh, I, that's what uh, one of the one of the things Very good point. one of the feedback I've been given is just it's just so different. I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. Yeah. So, you know, I I I have been using, you know, now it's going to start like in my days, we used to go to school on the hill with the snow, sort of barefoot and uh, with, with 50 kilo on our back. Back in the day. Back in the day. But back in the day when I started using GA, straight after the urchin migration, um so you see you see properly back in the day back in the day yeah um the interface was was a bit different and then but you know then classic then we had classic and then classic moved and we got to universal yeah and even though at each step the there were changes to the ui and there's always some grumbles but to, to be fair Every single change, it was actually kind of an improvement, but it was also in a very similar sort of way. So it didn't, you know, you you had to learn, oh, you know, there's some new cool features here. There's some things that you can do, but it wasn't like, oh, yeah, no, it's a completely different product and a completely different UI. It flowed. It flowed. Yeah. And, And so there are those that don't like it, but it's also those that literally... Uh, you know they're doing a million things a day and yeah. you know and they were using they learned how to use GA over the years a little bit and a little bit all the time and now yeah. they're having a completely different product with a completely yeah. different UI yeah and, uh, also I do think we need to point out that 
we're we're almost talking in a in a frame where we're saying oh you, everyone has to mic well you don't have to there are yeah. other options yeah. available right yeah um obviously we're going to be talking about ga4 but it, it is important to point out that if you really don't like it there are other yeah. analytics packages that you can use um so back to ga4 mm-hmm. and that point around learning yeah. i think probably one of the I don't know if sad is the word, but there's going to be a lot of businesses, particularly small businesses that get caught out with it. Yeah. And even though, you know, there's been lots of talk about GA4 and, you know, you've been talking about it for ages. Everyone's been talking about it for what feels like forever. Yeah. There will still be people who wake up one day and their universal analytics have gone. Yeah. And they (laughs) click that automated migration button, which won't do the job that they need it to do probably. Um, and they're going to be lost. Yeah. It's, you know, and those will be the small businesses that don't have the resource, don't have the budget to hire someone in to teach. Yeah. That's a bit sad, isn't it? It is a little bit sad. They, yeah. I mean, the Google team has started to put out some, some videos, some stuff. Some There's a, there's a, there's, there's a fair amount of Material. videos online. Yeah. Um, but, but it's different. I think... For me, in my opinion, and 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 this is probably um, you know a lot of people won't like hearing that it's not just the problem with GA four. It's not just the tool being being tricky in itself, uh, at least the UI. It's just that if your implementation is faulty or isn't optimized to suit GA four then it's going to be even harder to use the tool. Yep. And a lot of people have made the mistake of just clicking on that button that said, oh, oh Google will do it for me. Yep. And that's probably the worst thing you could have done. Yeah, because they, they make it look so easy, don't they? Yeah. There's even a pop-up now, isn't there? Where yeah. you, if you go into a universal account, yeah. you get a pop-up saying, yeah. you know, select all the the uh, universal properties yeah. you want to migrate. Yeah. You know, but the risk of that is, yeah, you're right. It won't carry. I've not actually tried it to be, to be fair. Yeah. Because I've, you know. Yeah. You don't want to do that. I, I kind of know better. Right. But have you seen what that implementation is like? Have you, you know, for a, let's say an e-commerce site that has clicked the migrate now, it's one click. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. Have you seen one of those? Yeah, I have. And it doesn't work because it's two completely different data sets. The only time it would work if you have, let's say, a very standard, like a blog or a content site, where there's literally just, you're tracking just page views and users, nothing else. Maybe maybe one form submission at the most. That's it then fine, you know, then it's not such a big deal. It kind of be all right. Yeah. yeah. But for the vast majority of, of people, it won't be. And and in fairness, also the vast majority of companies, unless they've had somebody like me in there or somebody who has a clue, um, have really bad universals implementation. So you have the universal implementation, which is rubbish, and then GA4 is much <laughs> less forgiving than right. Universal. Yeah. Then you click, oh yeah, could you just take all of my garbage and move it over here? Yeah. And now your little garbage is now become a massive garbage. Yeah. And that's a big problem. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so let's let's make an assumption. Yeah. Um, the 
everyone listening to this podcast has a relatively okay <laughs> GA don't laugh a relatively okay <laughs> GA4 property set up and it's collecting the basic stuff like yeah. sessions transactions revenue and it's, and it's kind of all right where do you start like what are your recommendations for teams when it comes to moving over their internal reporting and reliance on universal analytics to GA4 like where do you start because you kind of got to start fairly soon right yeah I think you uh, you know I think I I I gotta disagree on everyone is gonna like honestly I haven't seen one yet so the or very few so I think the first thing you want to understand is 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 to look at your current data and be really pragmatic on what are you actually using yeah. to make decisions and yeah. then check in GA4 to see whether those that metrics those dimensions are coming through correctly and and are being set up because for yep. example if we take e-commerce to me one of the one of the main really good a good report was you know whether the shopping report but it was also the product report where you can see you uh, know yeah. list views you know yeah. click through on list you know which list uh, which product which plp page performs well you know which um, obviously product the detail page b- the, the banners primer yeah. which one works yeah. which doesn't merchandising and if yeah. that you cannot do a straightforward migration you just can't because yeah. it's an event based um, migration so if you want to know if the product that was displayed in this specific plp page performed you need to carry that value over in every single tag yeah. so i think if if I gotta be honest, the first thing people need to do is to make sure that what they think is being collected yeah. actually is being collected. Yeah. So is that a um, in basic terms like an exercise of cross referencing? Yeah. So okay, here are all the here are the things that I find really useful and important in Universal. Yeah. I'm going to go and try and find them and yeah. cross reference the numbers yeah. for the same date period. Yeah. From GA four against Universal. Yeah. I guess first off, that makes sure that you've got what you need. Yeah. Second, it builds a bit of familiarization with what you're seeing. Exactly. And third, you get a bit of confidence. Oh, yeah, okay. It's there. It's there. Right. The other thing, uh, just a little tip, is that there's difference in latency with the data collection between Universal and GA4. So don't compare yesterday oh, between yeah. the two. Is it a 24-hour delay? or? It can be 24 to 48. Generally, it's not to 48, but I've seen it happening. So, But it is slower. It's slower. So make sure that you, you know, maybe give yourself a 48-hour buffer yeah. and, and don't do that. And um, and then the on on the fl- on the same note though, um, even with regards to the automatic um, things being collected. Yeah. So if we're talking about, for example, users, yeah, and sessions, and 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 all of those metrics, yeah, the defin- or even bounce rate, uh, yeah. which is a bit of a controversial thing in with the GFO, you know, in reality. Um, you want to understand how GA4 determines what bounce rate is or yep. what engagement rate is or what an active user is versus a unique user in Universal or yep. or a new user. So there's, you know, a page view will always be a page view, yeah? 
Yeah. But other stuff, it's it's not quite as straightforward as that. Yeah, I think there's it's um so like a bit of base. So step one is cross reference. Yes. And find what you need to find and cross reference it. Yeah. Step two, bit of homework. Yes. And even things like you know when you go into the acquisition report in yeah. GA four, the let's 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 do a little exercise. <laughs> So you go to the acquisition report in GA4 and yeah. it, you've got the option to look at data by user or by traffic, user yeah. acquisition or traffic acquisition. Yeah. So that, even that, you're like, well, what? Yes. What's that? What's the difference there? Exactly. And it's, I'm assuming the, it seems to me like GA4 is predominantly based on user activity, yeah. user acquisition, yeah. uh, user behavior, that type of stuff. And yeah. far less so on sessions and yeah. traffic right yeah i think sessions were retrofitted because everyone was having a meltdown um because marketers were having a meltdown well my, yeah um it was never really designed to have sessions in there yeah so. but it's a session the set that again this is this is a really good important point isn't it like is a session if you look at what a session is in universal analytics is a session exactly the same thing in ga4 or no. is it the totally different right it's not totally but it's it has different quirks so for example in universal if the utm parameters changed that triggered a new session yep that doesn't happen okay in um in ga4 so so your so session numbers may be a little bit lower do you know what i mean but that's not because the the lower or it's missing data it's because it's just defining it exactly it's just defining it a bit differently yeah. and yeah. then even within universal there's sorry you four there's different type of users and then there's in sessions and then there is engaged sessions you know so which in universal there's no such a thing as an yeah. engaged session and then you can still determine what an engaged session is so by default is anyone that stays on your site for more than 10 seconds but you could change that is that almost like an equivalent to the smart goals? <laughs> I say smart because... Of, <laughs> no, I think it's better. way better. I yeah. think the smart goals is something that should never be spoken about ever again. I and apologize. I'm, and, I am, and I'm really... Actually, this is a good thing about GA4. You cannot... There's no smart goals in there. So, okay, okay. So there's, uh, That's good. And so in terms of doing a bit of homework, yeah. are there... Do you have a would you have a list of things that people should definitely know the definition? So like what what is a session and how does a session work? Yeah. Um bounds rate users. Uh, actually, if they there is a very uh, convenient I, I don't have um the URL by hand because you know Google's help URLs have are random. Yeah. But there is a really convenient Cheat, almost like a cheat sheet from Google itself that says, you know, UA versus GA4 differences in dimensions and metrics okay. or yep. metric differences. Yep. So if they Google it, they should come up. It's, one, it's from the official Google help pages. Got you. And, and that, I think, is a really good starting point because it highlights the difference in how yep. each, dimen- each metric is being defined yep. so that you understand that. And yep. then from... A traffic acquisition perspective, because that's obviously one of the main reports. I but think from a content, first. from a content perspective, you know, page views are page views. You're fine, yeah. you know. But from a traffic acquisition perspective, yeah, 
you gotta choose, right? Yeah. And if you, when you look at the um, numbers in the user report, yeah. they tend to be a little bit more accurate, shall we say? There's a little bit less not sets or unassigned, so a little yeah. bit less empty values than you have in the session version of it. Got you. Okay, yeah. But this, the session version of it is the one that is closest to Universal, and which was retrofitted to make everyone Got, yeah. happy. But the user one is yeah. it's the one that was originally in yeah. there. So there's probably third point is probably also... Um, Almost changing the way you report yeah. internally. So yeah. actually, do you know what? And I, I think a user-based reporting structure is more actionable, it's more yeah. useful, it's more in line with yeah. reality, right? Yeah. Um, so is there a thing about using this as an opportunity to rethink what you're reporting on and, and why you're reporting on it? Yeah, I think... It's always an opportunity, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's since we bashed Geo Four a little bit last time. Um, let me give some good things. So I personally do agree with looking at users. I think it's yeah. it's the right strategy. And one, uh, for example, one uh, very common report that marketers like, which I never really well like let's go with liked um i may have been slightly more disparaging about it in uh, when talking about okay. it um but it's your classic landing page it's like doing campaign yeah. by landing yeah, yeah, yeah. page yeah like why why would that be any in any shape way or form useful you want to look at the users brought by that campaign now because the assumption was well they land on the page and then they convert straight away but what what about if that person lands on the page and thinks, okay, this this kind of looks right, and then they want to look at three more pages, and then they decide to convert on a different page. Yeah. Then drama ensued because well, my landing page is not working. Well, it may be may be working. They just uh, converted on a different page. May well be contributing. It may be. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, what you want to look at is the quality of the users that the campaign brought. No. Yeah. You know, then you can do your landing page analysis with a different tool. You know, then get you know a hot jar or something and figure out what's happening on that yeah. page but in general to 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 actually measure a campaign by landing page is completely insane you know you would measure a campaign by by the campaign name by the users by yeah by to look at the overall traffic and then you that's without even thinking about the whole attribution aspect of yeah what happened a week after that person yeah. landed on but no we're just gonna see what happened the second they land on the page and nothing else matters so so that with GA4 doesn't quite work. Yeah. And, I, I, and I'm happy about that. Okay, so there are definitely some positives in terms of ways of reporting and ways of thinking about your data. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Um, what else should people be doing? Because um, I guess, from again, from a practical sense, yeah. data studios, look at... Why did they? Why? <laughs> Data Studio was such a good name. Yeah. It did what it said on. Why? Luca. Why? <laughs> oh, we run out of battery. Never mind. Um, but yeah, Luca Studio reports have got yeah. to be rebuilt, right? Yeah. That, that's that's a task in itself. That's a task in itself, but then we also have this slight 
API issue. Okay, let's do it. Um, where Google put a limit on the API calls that you could have between uh, Looker Studio and GA4. So the dashboard that you had in Universal with 25 graphs and tables and, well, I mean, you remember, we built one of those. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We, we basically rebuilt Google Analytics. Do, do you remember yeah. that one where we had to rebuild GA for yeah. that specific client? I remember that. Where yeah. I very grudgingly um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. protested all along the way. Yeah, yeah. I remember. None of that is going to happen be possible because after a set amount you know you have only limited amount of data that you can import into data studio at any given time what do, what are the limits um i can't recall the exact api numbers but think about i would go, i generally go with if it's more than four or five visualizations you're going to start breaking things up right so wow it's, it's uh but does that so does that go back again going back to bigquery does it mean Essentially, if you want to build a, if you wanted to build a more complex Looker Studio da uh, dashboard, would you have to export your to GA4 go data to, Google, to BigQuery, yeah. and then and then uh, you go in okay. that way, or there are some um, some intermediary tools, third party tools that can uh, paid tools that yeah. can collect the data. So. Instead of basically what they don't want you to do is they don't want you to query the big, the GA4 data all the time. You know, that's the API query. Okay. So those tools would then be as act as intermediary where they get the data in there yeah. and then you can go to... Yeah. You can go to... Because those tools are paying for the API yeah. access. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So is another... Do you think another action for people is if... Again, if there's time, this is easy to say, isn't it? But having having a early understanding or even a slight understanding what BigQuery is and does yeah. might be quite useful. It might be useful, summer. I think. The other thing they need to do, which I, I, I think is sort of, which is a positive and it sort of, uh, you know, tied into what initially said about just be mindful of what you're tracking yeah. is also be mindful of what you're reporting. I, I recently got, um, you know, start working with a client and the first thing I always ask them to do the yeah. GA4 implementation is yeah. can you show me your monthly report? Yeah. It was an Excel sheet with 38 tabs. And 38 tabs. And wow. hundreds of rows on each sheet, right? Wow. And even I, I mean, even I said, wow. When I saw it, you know, and I, 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 and actually, you like a, you I like, like a it. I like spreadsheets, sadly. Yeah. And uh, and then I said to them, who who looks at this? Like who actually uses this? Like yeah. no one. It's just even to open it, it was a it was a beast of a monster. Wow. So in a way, and you know, even thinking about the ones that we built. So in a way, you you. You may want to think, okay, can I scale down what I'm actually reporting on on a regular yeah. basis? And then look at Studio, maybe enough. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't need 500 different tables on 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 a dashboard because there's yeah. also no longer a dashboard. Yep. You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so there's that, but then you need to figure out where you're going to do your analysis. So there's there's two separate sites, yeah. isn't it? So it really does need a good think. It is does what need you're saying. a good think. Yeah. yeah. I, Which again, that's not that's not a bad thing, no. is it? No. Really. No. Um, 
But look, thank you. Like, there was really good advice in that and some really good practical steps for people who might be kind of really worried about migrating their reporting over. So thank you so much. And <laughs> we'll be back for the third part in this mini-series next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please do come and subscribe. Join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business. See you next time.